I'm grateful this morning that our choir helps us understand the last words of David, that among some of the last words of David, we are given insight into this coming Christ King whom we worship today, Christ the King Sunday. We hear David's last words, and we also turn to John 18. Hear the word of the Lord in these words as well. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? And Pilate replied, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest have handed you over to me. What have you done? And Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. And Pilate asked him, So you are a king? And Jesus answered, You say that I'm a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. And Pilate asked him, what is truth? And after he said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no case against him, but you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? And they shouted in reply, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a bandit. This is the word of the Lord. Sunlight pours through a hole, the only window of a narrow basement jail. One prisoner at a time can't fit into a space and then look up and see clouds and sky through this tiny hole. Only one prisoner at a time. And every day, sunlight pours through that hole, at least in the early part of the day, announcing its arrival. The dirt floor offers no rest. Space is darkness except for this band of light in the first part of the day. The smell in that space is penetrating. It is stale and foul. And as Barabbas awakes, he can only detect the odor of urine. It stings his nose. Flies dart in and around the ribbon of light, and he is alone. And in his loneliness, he remembers the magistrate's pronouncement, death by crucifixion. Death by crucifixion, Barabbas, you're going to die on a cross. As a child, he'd seen people hanging on crosses. He knew that it was agony to die on a cross. It took days to die on a cross, hanging in the open air, naked and exposed without water, lifted in pain above human touch as a result of crimes against the emperor, suffocating eventually by one's own weight, the breath, goes away. It is a horrible death. At first, people shout out, and gradually they turn to 
to silent pleas for any passerby. The ugly presence of human bodies hanging on crosses scars the landscape of this time. It invites a reign of fear. I would submit that fear was a god in Israel in those days. Barabbas pulls himself to a sitting position. He hears just barely the rabble of the street, the rabble of the market. The whole offers a bit of light, a bit of fragrance. Not at all. The muffled sounds remind him of childhood. He remembers being a child in the market, how as a child he could run absolutely carefree, running and hiding and playing games. He could smell the perfume wagons. He could smell the fruit wagons. He could smell oranges, particularly the oranges in Israel. Oh, my gosh. They would get bread scraps and sweets from vendors. He remembers little Eli and gangly Joshua and pretty Sarah. They were children then, and it is another time. Now, everything has changed. Israel is occupied by a Roman army now, legions of soldiers with distinctive helmets, and the sign of the eagle is everywhere, everywhere. Not one soldier ever wanted to go to Palestine. It is the last most difficult place in the entire Roman Empire to serve. Religion and unrest and years of occupation, and a little nation serves as a political buffer between Egypt and Assyria. Not even the governor wants to be there. No one wants to be there. It is a troubled spit of earth, and everyone is angry, and Barabbas has been angry for years. He wanted to start something, wanted to provoke a protest for people to respond in disgust to their occupation, their predicament. And the wrong people panicked, and he could not escape. He never intended on anyone dying. The rebellion failed, and they caught him. He could not get away from them. They arrested him. They beat him like no one will ever know. They charged him. They tried him, if you can call it that, trial. And they sentenced him. Roman justice was done, and sitting in a narrow basement jail, hatred burns in his gut, for his day has come. The day of justice has come. And in anger and fear, he beats the wall in rage. Obscenities fill the air. No one hears. No one cares. He's alone. He's completely alone. He's a dead man. His life is over. He hears the sentence, death by crucifixion. There it is again. It's in his dreams. It's in his nightmares. And by now, the ribbon of light is gone. The sun has moved. And in spite of the absence of light, he gives his attention to the tiny hole because he can hear a crowd in the market. He knows crowds. It seems as if things suddenly have gotten quiet and someone is speaking and he presses against that that wall and he hears a roar, give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. And he falls on the floor shaking with anger and fear. They want my life. Bloodthirsty traitors want my life. I sought to lead them. I sought to lead a protest. And now they want my life. And anger turns to sobs. 
And this solitary prisoner falls to a filthy floor. And he lies there and he tries to fall back asleep. And hours pass. And the chains on the jail door jerk and the door shakes. And Barabbas can hear a key turning lock. And his heart begins to race and the door cracks open. Barabbas, are you in there? You sorry excuse of a man. And the guard screams louder, Barabbas. And very fearfully, Barabbas replies, I'm here. You are free to go. Long silence. What? You are free to go. Now get up here fast or I may change my mind. He could not believe his ears. He could not believe what he is hearing. Perhaps this is some trick, but they are, they are trying, to, they're trying to fool me. And slowly Barabbas pulls himself to his feet and he begins to climb the ladder to the door. And he hears the sergeant through now the open door. Barabbas, I have your clothes. And the bag you were carrying, get them at my table. Hands reach down and grab him. He's not all the way out of the hole yet. They grab the prisoner and pull him through the door roughly. He hits his head. He hits his shin. He hits his knees on the threshold. You scum, stop it. And two guards spit at him. Man, we don't have time for you anymore. Get your pathetic things and leave. And Barabbas stumbles to a small table. He does not hear or understand what they are saying, and he stands there in his pitiful rags. And the sergeant speaks to him and says, Barabbas, you have been exchanged for another prisoner. If I had my way, you would be drawn and quartered. But I am under orders. They have set you free. Now get out of this place immediately. Stunned the prisoner, the dead man, Stands there. What? And the sergeant says, get your bony carcass out of my face. You are free to go. And Barabbas, with his hand shaking, reaches for the tiny bundle. And he shuffles out to a door onto the market that he knows well. And he stands there trying to understand what has happened to him. Jerusalem is quiet. It's completely quiet. There is a hint of rain in the air, and he can smell the rain. And here's a dog barking somewhere. Two men are hurrying in front of him. The market is completely empty of people. Hey, hey where, where is everyone? And one calls back to him. This is the execution hour, and they are crucifying the prophet from Nazareth. And so... Barabbas stands there on the steps with with the bundle in his hand. I have been traded for a religious fanatic. What kind of idiot must this be? And slowly he moves down the, the stairs and onto the street where he saw them in. And he begins to walk to the place where everyone in Jerusalem know they perform executions And he's walking and he's walking and by himself he's walking and suddenly there's a crowd on a street in front of him, lining a street, crossing in front of him. 
And he comes to the people that line the way, and there's a procession passing by, and there's a black man carrying a cross. And behind him, one swollen face, swollen, beaten, and bloody. And Barabbas watches this awful parade go by. And as it goes by, the crowds slowly fill into the street, going upward. It takes a while for this group to make its way through the city. It takes a while for them to reach the city walls and the hill beyond come into sight. And already there are two crosses with two criminals already hanging. And Barabbas looks at the gate to the outside and then he looks back at the city. And suddenly he's being surrounded by Roman soldiers. He sees the new prisoner taken up to the edge of the crosses and the cross being carried drops to the ground and the crowd stands there watching. They're talking. Soldiers grab the prisoner and pull the clothes off his body and the crowd gasps. He stands there naked. And Barabbas thinks to himself, so this is the prophet from Nazareth. Jesus is pushed down on the wooden cross and centurions grab his arms and feet as if they've done hundreds of times before. And very quickly, very quickly, nails are driven through through flesh and there is no noise, only steel against steel and the crowd is hushed. They nail his hands and his feet and his body is stuck on a wooden peg between his legs. And they pull the cross up with ropes and as it falls into the earth, it jolts. It falls into the ground. Tears are streaming down Barabbas' face. His eyes are fixed on this prophet. What kind of human being? No shouting, no cursing, only quiet dignity. Lightning cracks the sky and the earth rumbles. Barabbas shouts one of the guards, arrest this man, he has escaped. And Barabbas says, whoa, whoa, you've got it all wrong. And he is surrounded and he's held and they have him captive. No, no, you see, the sergeant at the jail has turned me free. That man up there is dying in my place. And by this time, a centurion comes up to this confused gathering and he says, yes, he is right, centurion. They crucified Jesus and they are letting Barabbas go. And the accuser stands nose to nose with Barabbas. The guards are still holding him as tight as they can. Barabbas looks back into his face and the centurion says to Barabbas, you lucky fool. Get out of my face. Slowly they let him go and Barabbas backs away from three crosses and the one who is in the center And there is a small crowd beneath that one. Barabbas falls in among the few who are leaving the execution site. You see, the show is over and people are making their way home to prepare for the Jewish feast of Passover. We, We know very little about Barabbas. He is not known by what he does or where he goes. His name never shows up later in the Gospels except for our reading today. There are many ways to understand what Jesus has done by this horrific experience. 
The New Testament offers several explanations. But in a very true sense, the church stands. You and I stand where Barabbas stands. Jesus dies in our place. You and I have been claimed by that man on the cross. We may not think it or believe it entirely. You may not fully embrace the story of the church's gospel. But the church would believe you and I have been claimed by what he does there. In truth, all of us are lucky fools who believe in the love of God. All of us are lucky fools who who know that we have been died for by the incarnate God. Now, Jesus changes people with his kindness. In his day, he changed people by healing them from dread diseases. I would claim he's still doing that in ways we can't entirely understand. He changes people by doing things that no one can do. He changes people with confidence in God and with absolutely total absence of fear of what anyone could do to him. Jesus changes people with his his words, with his parables and beatitudes and wisdom about the kingdom of God. But you and I would understand and recognize it's not words. He changes them and us with his love. Children sat on his lap. People looked in his eye. He looked back at them. He he laid his hand on their shoulders. He changes people with his love. Today, we believe Jesus gave his life in a way for Barabbas. By faith, he offers his life for the world. And for those of us who came after I would submit to you that this is the influence of this king. He claims us with his love. Because of that, we have been transferred from a kingdom of darkness to a kingdom of light. We can recognize and apply for ourselves the mercy of God and remember of God's love. The Apostle Paul writes to the church in Colossae and he says, Perhaps remembering Jesus on this scene. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers. All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things. And in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell And through him, God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, on this Christ the King Sunday, we gather in this place to lift up our voices in praise. For this one who is prophet and Lord and Savior, we thank you that he gave his life. We thank you that he 
offered his life on our behalf. We thank you that he continues on our behalf, even now. This day we are grateful for your love in him. We are grateful to be his followers. And we gather in this place this morning to say so. In Jesus' name, amen.